set the intention for this sharing to help in whichever way is the best for everyone here, near, and far. For love to reach you exactly as you are. To realize that the best is happening and culminating into the most beautiful design. Thank you for being here. Today we're here because a diverse array of genes have arranged themselves such. And it's through that diversity that we grow and we thrive and we love and we are and we enjoy and experiment and and so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about diversity because it is the fruit of life. And I want to begin by sharing a story that came to me as soon as I chose this topic and I felt very clearly I did want to share it. It's from NPR Snap Judgment, which is a very amazing podcast. So please check it out. I will not be saying it exactly right. So if you want to listen to the story, you can check it out. It's called the um, Leap of Faith episode. And that really resonates with me right now because I took a leap of faith when we hopped over to Austin. And that's what my life is feeling like right now. It's feeling like a leap of faith. That's what this podcast is. So here it is. My sharing as best I can of this beautiful, exquisite art piece from one of the stories of the episode, Leap of Faith. There's a young man, and he's a student, and he is met by an old man. The old man says, what are you studying? And the young man says, history. So the old man asks, ah, did you read about where I'm from? I'm from Auschwitz. And the young man says, yes, yes, I did read about that. I read a book about that. And the old man gets excited. His eyes light up because he feels all this energy to share something. And so the old man asks him, young man, did they tell you that everything in Auschwitz was black and white? And the old man or the young man says, well, the, the books, the photographs in the book were black and white, but that was in real life, so it wasn't really in black and white. And the old man says, no, 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 no. It was black and white. The prison guards, their boots were shiny and black, and their outfits were black. And when you saw the prisoner next to them, they looked like white ghosts. We were so hungry. The soup we ate, it was a watery potato where they would just take some potatoes and put them in water until they dissolved. And all you would get would be one bowl of that potato soup. And it was gray. And you were lucky if there was even a little piece of a potato in it. The old man said, do you see my arm? Do you see the numbers there? 
They're blue now. But when they put them on, they were black. He said, the smoke that billowed up, when the incinerators were on, it would be black, and then turn gray, and then white. And it would be black and gray at different times of the day, depending on what was happening. And it was so cold, it was so cold, that we would take little pieces of paper, and if you could find paper, you would put it in your clothes and in your shoes to help you stay warm. Those were the only things that we focused on in a day, was just staying warm, working, and eating, and surviving another day if we could. And so one day, I saw a big piece of newspaper in the fence. And I went over there right away. And I grabbed it. And when I got it, there was an orange inside of it. And the color was... It was so different to what I had been experiencing. And so I took it. I put it in my pocket and I went and I hid it in a floorboard. And then when the night came, when everybody was asleep, because you couldn't show somebody this because that's the kind of thing somebody would kill you for because it was so different to what we had. So at the nighttime, I, t I brought out the orange and I looked at the color and I rolled it around in my hands and I just felt it. And then I took my finger and I scratched a little bit of the peel off and I smelled it. And that smell, it transported me. All of a sudden I wasn't there anymore. It was timeless. And I decided not to eat the orange that night. I put it back in the floorboards and I decided that I would eat it after a really hard day, a really bad day. And you don't have to wait long for a really bad day in a place like that. So soon afterward, I was told to get in line. And in these kinds of lines, they'll say left or right. And if they say left, that means you will go into the incinerator. And if they say right, that means you can live for another day. And so I was in line and it came to me, it was my turn. And I looked at the man and he looked at me and he said, right. And so I went back to, the, to where we slept and that night, I went to get the orange, and I took it out, I took the paper out, I took the orange out of the paper, and I called everybody to come around me, all the prisoners in that bunk, and we all made a circle, and I brought out the orange, and I showed it to them, and there was complete silence, and I passed the orange to one person, and we Everybody in the circle had a chance with the orange. And every single person 
took that orange and they rolled it around in their hands the same way I did. They took their finger and they scratched a little bit out and they smelled it. And they too were transported just like me. And the orange went all around the whole circle. And it got back to me. And so I took the orange and I peeled it and I put it in sections and I gave one piece to each person there, including myself. And when I ate that piece of orange, I will tell you, there were no times ever before or after that in my entire life that anything ever tasted that sweet. And so you must remember, young man, to always remember the sweet things in life. Because that was what kept me alive in Auschwitz. That is the reason I am alive today. That story is so meaningful because it's shared from, of course, the time of the Holocaust. And that is a dark spot in human history where diversity was shunned, where people who were seen as different were treated um, in an unspeakable way. And we sometimes need to remember this and hear these stories, especially from those who have experienced it so that we can be reminded of um, the precious life that we need to protect. And every one of us is a protector. And part of that is opening our hearts into the true value of diversity. Because the antidote to falsehoods um, and hate mongering and all that stuff, no matter where you hear it from, the antidote, the antidote is the truth, the truth, because there is so much value in diversity. And that story is so moving to me because it reminds me of my own humanity and the times in life when I was utterly bare and somehow utterly most connected with my core, most raw. And to realize that something so beautiful can happen between people in even the most dire of circumstances, and perhaps particularly in the most dire of circumstances, that those little acts of kindness, sharing an orange, could do so much. That old man, he said that that orange had saved his life because he remembered. He could remember the beauty of being alive. Something so simple. And you can ask yourself all throughout your life, 
When are the times when you have the orange and you can share? Please share. We need you to. We need the kindness, the beauty, the pearls of wisdom that you have to offer. And you never know when you're changing someone's life. It's so beautiful and life is so fragile and delicate. And sometimes great atrocities happen like the Holocaust and any genocide ever. And even still to this day, things happening in Turkey and different parts of the world where there's oppression and violence. Human beings. Diversity is absolutely exquisite and beautiful and it, it needs to be the gems that we see in this world. And I believe that we will all come around to that feeling. And simultaneously we humans are all human and everything that says otherwise is a construction to say that one human is less human than another is false and the truth will slowly but surely disintegrate those falsehoods in this existence falseness stands no chance to truth because truth doesn't go away And it's very powerful and subtly and gently and beautifully so. Diversity makes our world wealthy. Even on the level of genes, we, when we have diversity, we can have exquisite new mutations. We can have new combinations. Diversity makes us evolve. We would not evolve without it. I'm blessed to have been raised in Los Angeles. The reason why I say that is because while now I'm in Austin and I am in love with Austin, like really in love with it. In Los Angeles, even more so than Austin, there is a very, very, very clear um, diversity. There is, there are many cultures, many languages, many faces, many origins, many combinations of people. And so I've always been able to take that for granted, that I am equal to people with any other shade of skin than mine, and that the color of the skin does not prescribe and should not prescribe the, the value of a person. There's a saying, we all bleed the same blood, yes. And there's a lot that we all have the exact same. We have hearts, we have lungs, our lungs are breathing air. These are the things, these are like really big things. The, the difference in 
our DNA that happens with race is pretty minute compared to all the rest that we share in common. I mean, it's like so silly. I feel like if an alien was looking at Earth and they were like trying to find out why, what's going on, why are these people fighting, I think it would take them a while. I mean, if you look at the history of Earth, why do these people own these people? These people just aren't insane then. No person should own another person. And that's exactly what happened not too long ago in America. And I don't want to get caught in the drama of that or the, the reactivity that I'm feeling come up about that. But I want to be in that though. I do want to be in the upset around it. I want to be with that. I want more of us to be with that. And I don't want America to keep brushing under the rug the recent history of racism and the effect that that's having on demographics of people whose recent ancestors, grandparents, great-grandparents, were enslaved. And what we need to do to to write that, how we can how we can soothe that, help that. Um, I would say part of it is hearing from people and having more of a conversation around it. Having more of a conversation around it. Because that is a legacy that we need to heal in America. And it won't just heal on its own. And it's like, I feel like juggling the two feelings that, one, diversity is not black and white. There are is a very infinitely wide spectrum of diverse people and diverse variations of people by culture and race and everything. Genetics. all just different genes but it's all the same genes too and that's what I want to balance with that is too we really are all people and that's a huge deal when we're babies we cry and we smile and we laugh and we giggle and we coo all of us do that. We learn to take our first steps. All of us do that. Every single person who you've ever seen does that. We reach for mama or papa or grandma or grandpa or whoever's watching us or nobody if we're lost because of a system that's broken and needs mending. We all grow up and we can live till a young age or an old age. And none of that should be defined by our ethnicity and 
a history of abuse in a country that needs to get some spiders out of its closet. If you have an idea, I would like to hear it. I'd like for you to make a podcast and share how do we balance this? How do we how do we bring diversity out of the closet and put it onto a pedestal and praise it and honor it and celebrate it? How do we get to that point in America? How do we make it to where people are afraid to be racist because someone in the room will speak up? And not just someone, but everyone else in the room will speak up on behalf of the one who is being disparaged. How do we get to that point? I would say that we can be there right now. Breathe in deeply. Breathe out. That's something that I've learned from a very special group of people who I've been meeting with in Austin. Our Gene Keys group. And um, we do need to remind ourselves to breathe sometimes. <laughs> So that will be our assignment for this week. Let's all find some way to bring diversity out of the closet and onto the pedestal. If you hear somebody saying something not nice, go ahead and speak up in a safe way, but in a way that's real. If you want to make a podcast, please do it. If you want to share a testimonial um, of anything related to healing the diversity divide that we have in the U.S., let's see it. Send me the link. You can make a painting, something. Let's do this. Let's unite America but not assimilate. Let us instead celebrate. Celebrate our differences. That is what we are here to do. And that is how beautiful life can be. I am excited to see and hear and feel your expression, whatever it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here exactly as you are. I love you.